everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. I thought we began with a little story time. What do you say? First, a little heads up. Eli never stepped up an old man now who's washed up. Three times God would show up, causing Sam I am to wake up. Again, God spoke up, causing Sam I am to sit up. Sam I am said, speak up. Lord, I'm ready now to listen up. I need you, Sam, to rise up. It's time for you to step up. Sam gave a big thumbs up. It looked like Eli's time's up. So here is what God drew up, a plan for a massive cleanup. It was time for Sam to grow up. So Sam I am signed up, Sam I am stepped up, and I'm so glad you showed up. (laughs) I'm sure you've heard of the book Green Eggs and Ham. Sam I Am, the chief protagonist in that brilliant book. Samuel, God's man, was the chief protagonist at a critical time in the nation of Israel. The backstory is this. God's people had conquered the promised land. Well, They almost conquered it. They didn't drive all of the ungodly inhabitants out. Because of that, there was a lot of craziness going on. Scripture says everyone did what was right in their own eyes. In other words, what's true for me is true for me. Who are you to tell me there are any transcendent and absolute truths? When you base your lives on relativism, the result is chaos. When you toss out absolute truth, you've got craziness. And that is our culture. That is our world today. So the question is, in the midst of this mayhem, in the midst of of even the, the bad stuff, the negative stuff going on, at your school, at your office, around your neighborhood, in your context, on your social media feed. In the midst of all that, can you hear the voice of God? I'm gonna unpack that a little bit today. How can we, I'm talking about you, I'm talking about me, how can we hear the voice of God? I mean, is God really calling? We make six billion cellular calls a day. It's a lot. And if you're like me, it's all about reception. One bar, two bars, okay, three bars, okay, I've got good reception. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Does this sound good? Yes, honey, I missed what you said. I'm driving through a bad area. I don't really hear. Okay, I got you now. 
Those are ubiquitous words and phrases. Samuel grew up in a one-bar town, Shiloh. Not much was happening in Shiloh. The reception wasn't that good. And the Bible pretty much says words from God were rare in those days. And this word rare is like a, is like a rare piece of jewelry. That's what the Hebrew is, is after. So I get it. When it comes, though, to communicating and connecting and hearing God, we control the receptivity. We control the one bar, two bars, or three bars. Because just like with a cell phone, we know there's certain places and spaces where we've got good receptivity. We also know other places where it's like, man, the reception out here is horrible. Maybe, just maybe, we have a reception issue. Maybe, just maybe, you're a one-bar person. Maybe two, maybe three. I mean, how was the reception in your life? Because, I'll say it again, God is calling everyone. Every single person. God here is going to call Samuel, and this is a classic, classic text because Sam I am knew the great I am and the great I am called Sam I am. Samuel was growing up in the house of the Lord in a one bar town, Shiloh. Shiloh was the religious city established when God's people almost took over the promised land. Eli was the chief priest. He was the first card-carrying, permissive parent. He had two horrendous pastor's kids, Hophni and Phinehas. They were abusing the sacrificial system. They were having sexual relations with the ladies who worked in the house of the Lord. God had warned him. God had said, hey, Eli, you'd better discipline your kids. You better wake up and smell the espresso, the cappuccino, the latte. But Eli didn't. He just went on with it. No big deal. Because let's face it, parents, as we talked about last time, discipline is not easy. The results are amazing. And so often we don't understand that discipline and love are inseparably linked. The Bible says from cover to cover, God disciplines those of us he loves. Who's God love? Everyone. So we got Eli, this permissive parent, and God says, Eli, if you don't wake up, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to judge you and your family. Here's a principle in Scripture that's not easy to talk about, it's not fun to talk about, but it's from Scripture. If we don't listen and obey the voice of God, God will always have a replacement player to take your blessings and mine, your purpose and mine. Always. It's like the NFL. A running back goes down and they got four more on the sidelines who run a 4 3 40 
and who can bench press 225 over 50 times. The same is true in God's economy. God's not being cold-blooded. He's not being mean-spirited. There's a point, though, of no return with God. There's a time, and only God knows the time, when if we don't respond to his call, his salvation call, if we don't respond, then God will turn us over, read the book of Romans, to our own deviant behavior, to our own lusts. And that's what was happening. That's what was going down in this whole situation. Eli didn't act. He wasn't decisive. He had poor discernment. He was a permissive parent. And not only that, he was making a mockery of the priesthood back in the day. What did God do? Had Samuel on the sideline. Little Samuel, growing up on one hand in a great environment, the house of God, on the other, a hellacious environment, because who, who were his roommates, Hophni and Phinehas? All of their immorality, all of their chicanery, all of their rebellion, it was happening right there. Yet Samuel heard the voice of God. Oh, if I only went to a Christian school, if I only surrounded myself with Christian people, and when my toilet was clogged, I could call even a Christian plumber. If everything was Christian, 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 then I could hear the voice of God. Ed, we live in a fallen, infallible place. And many times through Scripture, God speaks in ways and to people with spaces and places that seem to be, oh, it's just a one-bar place, man. Well, Samuel heard the voice of God. 1 Samuel 3.1, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare, and there weren't many visions. Look at verses 8 and 9. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. The game is rough. Life is tough. Here I'm Captain Obvious. Life isn't easy. And as you think about it, you're going, is anyone really hearing from God these days? I mean, where, where are the people standing up and saying, hey, in love, this behavior is abhorrent in the eyes of God. Where are young people who are saying, you know what? We're going to live a pure and holy lifestyle. We're going to wait until marriage to have sex. Life is not just about popularity and being famous. It's about pleasing an audience of one. When and where and how are people going to make those decisions. It seems like those decisions aren't being made very much anymore. I got to ask you, I mean, how's, how's your reception? Are you, are you hearing from God? Samuel did. I just, I just read just a little bit of this story. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. Well, what happened? Everyone was asleep in the house of God. 
Have you ever stayed at a hotel, I mean, a really nice hotel, and, and, you, and you said to yourself, the amenities here are amazing. Maybe you've been on a cruise or maybe you've stayed at this you know, hotel and you're like, wow, the amenities. This room is just fantastic. Maybe it's a view, maybe it's a balcony, maybe it's extra food. I, I don't know, whatever it is. Where, where Samuel lived, he, he had the ultimate amenity. The Ark of God, the Ark of the Covenant was like in his room. I mean, the Four Seasons couldn't compare with that, could they? Hey, and by the way, there's the Ark of the Covenant, the presence of God. Well, Samuel grew up right there. He, and he was the only one in the whole house, heard the voice of God. He was asleep, everyone was asleep, and he heard this voice. He thinks it's Eli, old man Eli. He runs in, Eli, did you call me? No. This went on three times. And finally, Eli, Eli was a little slow, as we discovered last time, a little sluggish. So he talked to Eli, and Eli did give some good advice. Eli goes, hey, Sam, I think God's talking to you, my man. I think God, the God of the universe, is communicating to you. And, and Eli gave, gave Samuel awesome advice. He goes, the next time God speaks to you, say this. Speak. I'm reading out of 1 Samuel 3, 8 and 9. For your servant is listening. Yeah. Your servant. Not like, yeah, I'm, I'm the man I'm listening. Yeah, God, I'm going to do what I'm going to do and I'll kind of slap a God sticker on me and you bless me. No, no, no. That's not what Sam I am said. Speak. For your servant is listening. Whenever you read the Bible, man, I wish God would text me. This is his text. It's a long one. From Genesis to Revelation. God has personally texts us. And it's right here. From Genesis to Revelation. It is God's word to you and me. You might want to note this. Rarely, even in the Bible, did God speak to someone specifically. Here he stood before Sam, I am, and, and Sam said, all right, I'm listening. He called Samuel's name twice as you read the text. Samuel, Samuel, this is significant because Abraham, the father of our faith, right before he was going to sacrifice Isaac, what did God do? Abraham, Abraham, twice. Moses was on the backside of the desert. He's thinking, I mean, do I matter to God? Does God have a call on my life? God spoke through him through a bush that was on fire. God said twice, Moses, Moses. So this twice thing is tremendous. Samuel, Samuel, don't you love it? God called Samuel repeatedly. My friend, he calls you and me repeatedly as well. God called him by name. Samuel, Samuel, 
God calls you by name. Calls me by name. So Samuel went back. He obeyed Eli's words. He goes, speak, Lord, for your servants listening. And God put some serious, serious word on Samuel. He told him some tough stuff. And sometimes we're going to have to take some tough stuff and live it out. And many times God tests us with the tough stuff to see if we'll be obedient and then we're ready for the good stuff. Did you hear that? Oh, it's easy to say, oh, I received your blessings, God. Awesome. You're such a good God. Rain. I want some favor, God. I can do that. But how about discipline? How about rebuke? How about hearing those tough words? Oh, now, now, now we go to school. Now we go to character school. As a pastor, so many things I say I don't like to say. Samuel had to tell Eli, hey, Eli, I mean, the fire is going to fall. And the Bible says Samuel was afraid to tell Eli. Eli was like, tell me, Samuel. Samuel didn't want to tell. Samuel was like, no, I don't don't really feel like it. And, And many times I don't always feel like saying what I have to say here. I don't. The gospel is the good news. Obviously, the good news overshadows the bad news. So often, though, I have to deliver some tough news. If you think about the gospel, we have to realize that we're sinners, that we're depraved, that we're away from God, that we're criminals before him before we can get ready to receive the good news. And we're the ones who caused our condition. When I had heart surgery two years ago, tiny little valve that wasn't working right. I mean, it's working, but it was just like not what it should be. I was able to get in through just a strange set of events. I was able to get into a top surgeon who specializes in these little valves. He told me, if you don't have surgery in six months, you're going to die. Yes, sir, Dr. Laurie. When can we schedule the surgery? But he had to tell me the truth. I have to tell you the truth. I have to tell you for some here, this might be your last opportunity to respond to God's call. Could be. In fact, I know it is because we have thousands and thousands and thousands of people here and at our other locations. For some of you, it's your last chance. I don't say that to be morbid. I'm just telling you the facts, you know? Keep it real for the moms. Have you responded to God's call? Samuel responded, speak, Lord, your servant's listening. And this is where he really understood about this personal relationship with the Lord He told Eli, and Eli took this stuff like a man, and it was over for Eli. It was over for his kids. He passed the point of repentance, and God rose 
up Samuel. Are you sensitive to the voice of God? I said, are you sensitive to the voice of God? I want to finish up today just by telling you how God speaks to you right now. Because I said earlier, we're going to learn how God speaks to us, how God calls us. How does God call us? First, this text, scripture. This is God's word, the word of God. And this is the only book that when you read it, the author is present. Are you reading the word? I wish God would call me. I wish I knew his word. Here it is. I wish God would give me more of a word. Well, have you obeyed what you already know, what he's already told you? He speaks through scripture. That is why Fellowship Church is under the authority of scripture. The Bible is the word. It is the truth. Scripture is totally and completely and supernaturally sufficient. Number two, the Holy Spirit. When we become followers of Christ, what happens? The first thing Jesus does is he places the Holy Spirit in our lives. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Three in one, one in three. No one can explain the Trinity. You're not going to do it. Yet, the Trinity God the Spirit has a personality. The Trinity gives us wisdom. The, the, uh, the, uh, the, the Holy Spirit gives us wisdom. The Holy Spirit counsels us. The Holy Spirit convicts us. The Holy Spirit trains us. The Holy Spirit illuminates Scripture. That's why we're reading and things just jump off the page. Or maybe I'm speaking and all of a sudden, whoa, has that been following me around? No, no, that's the, that's the Holy Spirit of God. So scripture, the spirit of God, sermons, the Bible says, the good news, those who preach, who are gifted to teach, we hear the voice of God through sermons. Something, I don't know how to explain this, supernatural takes place when a bunch of people get together who are followers of Christ and also those who are seeking to hear God's word proclaimed. Yes, we're to read the text individually, We're also commanded and demanded by God to come together and to hear the message of a sermon. What's what's God saying to you through today's message? I spend at least 20 hours in study before I speak. So God has to speak to me first before I can even speak to you. Another way God speaks to us is through situations, just things in life. So hopefully every day we're saying, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. Are you open to that? I think one of the reasons we love technology and one of the reasons we love travel so much is because it keeps us so busy and so tied up that we kind of take a wide berth around God. I mean, we know God's calling, but man, I don't want any of that because it's risky, number one, and number two, I'll be responsible When you respond to God's call, it's the best. Well, the final way I want to talk about God speaking to us is through the Savior, Jesus. And I got to ask you, have you accepted the call from Jesus? 
I mean, just straight up, have you accepted the call? You're called. Have you accepted it? Have you? Sam, I am, was great because he knew the great. I am. Do you know him? Let's bow our heads. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for this message. I thank you for this word. I pray if you've never, ever, ever accepted the call that you would say these words. Just say, God. That's right. Just say, God, I admit to you that I'm a sinner. I admit to you that I'm separate from you. And I confess that you love me so much, God, even though I'm a sinner, that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sin. Just say that. And right now, I receive your calling. I receive you. You're calling me as your child. I receive you, Jesus. Come into my life. Others here need to follow the call of maybe full-time ministry. I don't talk about this very much. I believe God is calling young people. Maybe you're middle-aged. God's calling you into the ministry. Others have to realize, man, God, you've called me in, into what I'm doing. I'm a homemaker. I'm a single parent. or I'm a, Whatever. God's calling. So, Father, we give this time to you. And we voice this prayer in the name that's above every name, Jesus Christ, our living Lord. And everybody said, amen. Thank you for listening. And thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.